Ashley from GoldenGoddesses.org, and welcome to tonight's episode of Threshold to Ascension Radio. Back on March 14th, I interviewed a very talented Ascension coach named Jade Rader. I know firsthand from my own experiences how gifted Jade is in supporting healers, lightworkers, empaths, and awakening souls to recognize your spiritual superpowers, as she calls them, and to also recognize the divine that you are. During that March 14th interview, which you can find on the Threshold to Ascension radio archive page here on BBS Radio, Jade mentioned four levels of the stages of being an empath. Misery, management, mastery, and magic. That information, along with two powerful morning and evening routines that Jade follows to stay in the mastery of her empathic abilities, were shared in an after-the-show episode. Because of the insights Jade shared and the empowering technique she described, I also was guided to broadcast that after-the-show excerpt here on BBS Radio. You can also experience Jade's gifts by tuning into her weekly Facebook Live sharings at Jade Rader, that's spelled R-E-H-D-E-R, so look for Jade Rader on Facebook, or follow the link I've included in the episode information for this show. So tonight, I invite you to sit back, relax, relate to, and learn from this excerpt that we did after the show. Enjoy. As always with amazing guests like Jade, there's more to dive into, more to go in deeper. And one of the things I'd like to talk about is you mentioned those stages of recognizing being an empath. And I know it's something you probably teach about as well, or perhaps you will be teaching about. But can you go a little bit deeper into those, what those stages are, and just a little bit of how to describe it so people may are able to recognize where they are and perhaps how to move from one to the next? Absolutely. Thank you, Ashley. And what I'm talking about are the five different ways that you're really engaging with your empath gift. And I called them stages, which was kind of linear because it isn't Mm -hmm. you're only in one. So maybe an aspect of your gift is in one part and another aspect of your gift is in a far reached part. And I share about this like this most of the time. It isn't something that's in a class class. Those of us who have either integrated our chakras or dropped our chakras out or have transcended all chakras and we're a column of clear light, I totally honor you. I really do. Yet, hello, you're here (laughs) in the physical world. Woo! Earth plane. Earth plane has Density. Density mm-hmm. has vibes. Vibes come in emotion and in thought and in a lot of other things. <sighs> Stored energy. Like we've all walked, us naturally empathic people, we walk <laughs> into a room and we go, whoa. <laughs> or you sit down in a chair. People, when you go to a movie theater oh. after <laughs> a horror movie, 
You may be watching a love story, but you're feeling a little off. That'd be my, that'd be the drain practice. It's actually pretty much what it sounds like. (laughs) Flush. Well, you make sure that when you're draining, you always fill back in with gold light. Mm -hmm. And that's an upgrade, by the way, that about three years ago, about an 18 year old was writing this blog and he just ripped all of us light workers up about using white light. Right. because it's so full of data and I'm like darling you are I wrote him I'm like thank you celebrate you celebrate you celebrate you and the five that came through to me are when we're at the effect of our gift when the gift is really throwing us into the suffering experience that is what I call misery mm-hmm. and misery can show up for a lot of different reasons and can show up in a lot of different ways it can show up as a lot of pain in our body, if we're a physical empath like I am, it can show up with massive mood swings. I was speaking to a beautiful millennial empath a couple of years ago, and she told me as she walked down the streets of Ashland, Oregon, where we both live, that she literally would feel as she passed someone, her whole entire emotional state shift into theirs. Mm-hmm. And as she kept walking, she kept their emotional state. <laughs> So she goes, I'd be walking down the road and I would be like, Wee! and then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to die. And then I'd be like, I'm crazy. And then yeah. I'd be like, I'm angry. And she goes, it was like being in an improv by just walking down the street. One of the biggest reasons you get caught in misery is because of how highly influenceable you are. And that can be shifted. I actually retracted my contract of being a psychic vacuum cleaner. You talked about stopping being the psychic vacuum. I call us the sea sponge because it holds like 10 times its space in water. And soul sourcing is the best way I know. And it's a combination of like four or five. Catherine Skaggs taught me some of it. One of my Facebook friends brought one piece in. My Ascension Coast brought another piece in, Aaron Anderson. And who else brought one in? Well, the, the, you know, the knowledge of chakras came in to stop it. And it's real easy. And I gave it away for free. Mm-hmm. I could take us through it here. It takes about, I don't know, four or five minutes. Let's do it. Every, I'm like, anyone who's watching this understands their chakras. So it won't take. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, it's as simple as closing your eyes and imagining that you're sending a stream of light, however it looks for you, from your root chakra to your earth star chakra which is about 18 inches into the earth's surface from there down to the center of the earth however that looks for you out the other side of the earth to your originating star so you don't have to know its name just let the energy go where it goes bring it back around and come to your soul star about 10 18 inches above your head from your soul star to your crown we'll run that circuit again Crown, root, earth star, earth heart, soul light. That's your originating star. And then soul star, crown, root. And now we'll go the other way. Root, crown, soul star, soul light, earth heart, earth star, root. Crown, soul star, soul light, earth heart, earth star, root. So now you've got a double energy loop running. Here's the magic. Ask your energy centers or your energy pillar, if that's what you're working with, to source inward from your soul's column of wisdom and light. 
So those of you who studied in the East, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Hook onto the Anikrata, hook onto that whole column of light that you've just asked to connect for you. Lock it. Anchor, establish, and maintain it. You are now soul sourcing. For a lot of empaths, Ashley, this changes their life experience mm. in seconds. They're less anxious. They can walk into a room and are so much more emotionally and energetically independent. I felt like I just got a huge surge. Oh, frequency. you got your huge, own. huge. I was like, oh, I'm laughing because I, like, I got to continue this interview, but I really kind of <laughs> want to just go. You know? <laughs> this, this light of my originating star and the earth part or the earth center and whatever it is for you. It's a diamond heart for me, you know? So I let everybody have whatever it is for right. them. It's I do this every morning and I ask it to lock, anchor, establish, and maintain. People go, why doesn't it stay locked? I go, because I leave here. <laughs> I leave here a lot. And I leave here specifically when I go to sleep, of course. Absolutely. So when I wake up in the morning, I do three things. An impasse, if you're in misery, do these three things and it'll change your life. And they're free. First one, cut the cords of you and everything that just happened. I ask them to smooth out in me, and I ask them to smooth out where they came from. Just because mm -hmm. a lot of empaths are HSPs, and they will tell me they have dangly cords. They're like, they're dangly. That don't know what that means. Can you just can you define HSP? Oh yes, highly sensitive person. Thank you. Um, and a highly sensitive person. Some empaths are highly sensitive people. Some highly sensitive people are empaths. It's a personality, actually, they give, actually, they're giving empath a personality. Someone said they tested on a Myers-Briggs for empath. And I was like, must go look at Myers-Briggs again. <laughs> they are labeling empath. I'm excited to go see where the mainstream is bringing it into an awareness place. Like I Absolutely. mentioned the show. Yeah, I like, the, like the word mindfulness. Yeah. So when we cut cords, people go, how do you cut cords, Jade? I imagine I'm inside a gyroscope. <laughs> blue and a red so a hot and cold laser mm -hmm. 360 degrees around me i'm inside that 360 gyroscope and that's what cuts my cords Beautiful. it's way quicker than asking an angel or using scissors or being xena i'm like <laughs> hot cold i don't care how you're created i don't care how you got to be undone let's undo you so i cut the cords i drain and the drain is another really quick practice Mm -hmm. it's um, imagining underneath you is a floor drain. It's a, in the etheric field. It's got a special flap in it. It lets the heavy energy in and then it closes up and leaves the high vibrations above. It's right. called the Boston flap, I learned. And I asked rain, pure rain from the divine to come in. And I asked the rain to first cleanse my physical energy, my emotional, my mental my spiritual, Ashley and I are witnessing a massive amount of humanity right now as we're doing this. Mm -hmm. If it feels like it's too much, make the holes in the drain smaller or make the drain bigger. Either way works really good. Now we bring in golden lights and fill. So it's always important if you're going to clear or clean something out that you fill. So filling the physical with golden light, full of love and healing from the divine, filling the emotional, 
mental and spiritual energy fields with golden light. The anchor established and maintain people like you say it a lot, Jade. I go high mm-hmm. up in the physical realm. One of the things my Ascension teacher said to me was, you know, Jade, if nothing else, if you get anchor established and maintain and you ask your consciousness to do this every single day. Yeah. Guess what? If for some reason you choose the earth rodeo again, you get to come where you are. Ah, uh, beautiful. I asked the question, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh you're on your like 650th ascension go around you've had 5,000 lives I'm like that's nice why and he goes I'm a why girl and he's like you didn't maintain it and I'm like we're going to figure that out and when Absolutely. he was teaching a small group of us we did he's like he brought through anchor establish maintain and I'm like lock it I'm always lock like it. lock I'm tactile. Let's lock that baby. So when I get up, I cut cords, I do the drain, and then I do the soul source. Uh-huh. And Beautiful. It takes me less than five minutes, and I'm set up. Boom. Now, can I share what I do before I go to bed? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I remember way back, one of my other spiritual teachers, my Huna teacher, Maggie Lilio Kalaniok. Uh-huh. I love Meg. Well, one time I'm like, what do you do? And she goes, why? She's, I love her. She's a Virgo. Why does it matter what I do? Well, I need a system to work because I, I have a four soul and I like a system. Mm-hmm. That's why clear came through and I could systemize what clearing, healing and awakening. I was like, yeah, it's a system. Let's do it. <laughs> and to work in the system and not be of the system, we need systems. So that's right. where I, <laughs> that we chose to create from a higher consciousness place. Right. So before I go to bed, I cut cords again with everything I've experienced. If you have a child under the age of five, leave that cord cut. Sometimes we'll tell you 12. You you call it. For leave sure that cord I, established. Yeah. Well, the cords are, the cord comes back. Ashley, I cut cords and your and my cord comes back. No, no, I know. But I mean, the, the five-year-old or below, did you say to leave that leave cut? It, leave it. To leave intact. It right. Intact. So right. some people will tell you 12. You call it. You feel into your yeah. own life experience. Where do they need that cut cut free? So before I go to bed, I cut cords, I give gratitude for the day, and then I say one of the favorite Hawaiian prayers that Uncle George taught Maggie, and Maggie taught me, and that's Ueleva Iovao Kalamai Iau, which means I've done anything wrong, whether it be in my words, my thoughts, or my actions, I ask you to forgive me. Beautiful. So you're talking to source, you're talking to other, and you're talking to self absolutely you know, you're talking to self and when you get to a place of forgiveness before you go into dream time it is a much yummier place to go stunning so and two biggies i do before i go to bed that's fantastic that's really helpful for for those that are tuning in you also mentioned that we were witnessing a lot of the collective and i was smiling because i was thinking we're clearing for the collective here too do you want to talk about that especially for empaths who may not be aware that they're tuning into that at times Ah, that's a really great point, Ashley. Some of us are merged into the collective with a merge agreement. Some of us are over-connected to the collective. Most of us are over-responsible <laughs> for the collective. I've, it's been a week and a half of working on that with others. Right now, it's a mm, big thing that's prominent. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge about the over-responsibility for adult children, for parents, 
the yeah. amount of people that are taking responsibility for their parents' choices, their parents' behaviors, and the situations that their parents created. Mm. And it's like, you got free will. They have free will. They, they We take away, I own that I was the rescuer, universal handy woman, fix-it chick who would run up mm-hmm. to you and tell you how to fix something when you didn't even know it was broken. Right. It was broken from my little outside experience, <laughs> and I was going to tell you how to fix it. People missed the learning. So I was working with this beautiful 15-year-old. Wow. And his mom brought him to me. Wow. Yeah. Nobody could help him. So his mom brought him to me and he came here physically and he sat down and the whole world, very empathic, very in tune. And the whole world around him, you know, he's like, I have to decide what I'm going to do with my life. And I'm like, no, sweet. That's their world. You could actually do it differently. Like you can decide on a major and then you can change your mind. Change it. <laughs> and it, it isn't a forever. He was afraid he was getting into a forever commitment and he's a super yeah. old soul and he was unwilling. Then he kept rescuing his friends. And the metaphor I gave him was when spirit throws a rock at him and you take the rock, you're not really hurt. They're not really hurt. It's all good. Then spirit throws, you know, a good sized stone. Yep. Eventually a boulder runs you both over. And honestly, right. a boulder ran him over. The I volume got turned up. The volume keeps yeah. getting turned up. Yep. And he kept doing it. And I only saw him the one time and got him out of the fix he was in energetically. I got him settled back into his body. Yet mm-hmm. she was like, I have to go talk to his parole officer because they did something pretty big and got in big trouble. And I mm-hmm. go, he kept rescuing, didn't he? She goes, oh, yeah. yeah. And I said, it's his lesson. I gave him the metaphor, you know, pebble, rock, stone, big rock, cliff. Dude, right. cliff fallen. So if you're in misery because you're you're rescuing empaths, we naturally want to care. Because you're awake and you can feel the other person's pain. Oh, by the way, when you're in their pain, so are they. Mm. There's a meme going around that we take on their pain. And I even reposted it once. And then I went, wait a minute. We suck it up into ourselves, yet it doesn't leave them like the picture says. Right. They might right. feel a temporary relief. Relief. Because their their state lightened. But that pain's still there and will reactivate. Talk about pain body stuff. <laughs> you know, we aren't, there's no help, help happening there. We're actually hurting in yeah. the long run by bringing more into ourselves. And if any of you hear me, messing with my words a bunch tonight i'm being very mindful of speaking outside of using the can'ts the don'ts the won'ts the shouldn'ts the don'ts because when i tell you to don't your body mind hears do and so i stop myself for speaking the english language the way i've been doing it for 50 plus years and i've been aware of language for 20 Mm. yet i have made a strong commitment to myself to stop, change the word, and then speak. Fantastic. So. That's very powerful. I know that I went through that journey, and it really shifts. It really makes a difference. It's very powerful to understand the frequency of the words and what the energy is, even collectively, behind certain words. Like that millennial talked about the white light, but just the collective 
energy behind certain words and certain phrases too and you bring that into your being it's really quite fascinating well and it's great you can be aware of it you can be working with it and then you can continually upgrade it i've learned yeah absolutely (laughs) it's so easy to you know like you get the butts out and so you leave everything in in movement then when you get the the knots out and it because people really want to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Stop. The best yes. replacement word I know is stop. No or stop replaces don't or doesn't a lot. Mm-hmm. And it can make your, your ability to speak it easier. It's just very, very interesting. I'm writing a book and every chapter, it's like searching the MTs to see right. if they're in there. So oh, that's fantastic. I love changing the word. I have to work at it. I'm going to play with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just shifted, shifts the energy. Just, you know, a lot of people used to laugh at me um, in my previous life when I would kind of jokingly say, I'm sorry, what was that? And, you know, have people rephrase or I would rephrase because it really is, it's quite a powerful experience. And, you know, we go through our ebbs and our peaks and our looping back around and then we're coming back out again so it's quite powerful but that collective consciousness you know just tuning in to say as you said is this mine is this mine because it's really powerful to understand when something's not yours and to use one of your techniques to just clear that out of the well field. one of the, that or here's the easiest one for when it is others energy or the collective's energy that is in your field hmm. If you have nothing to learn from it, if it's actually just you've decided to cosmic vacuum that baby up, you ask your spiritual field to transcend it. Mm -hmm. So I say out of my physical, out of my emotional, out of my mental, spiritual, I'm grateful, grateful, grateful for you transcending this energy into beneficial energy for all. (sighs) And, and, you know, and I'll literally do it. I'll move my arms, right? Like I'll be moving my arms to... Because this is in a moment, yeah. but all of a sudden you just feel, and animal impact, animal impact. Oh, wow. Animal impact. Yeah. You go through this a lot. Driving down a road with an over-connected animal impact. I had one almost crash my car three times because every time something happened with an animal, when someone else had run into it, I was clear. But she could feel it and like literally uh, through her and like she grabbed for the steering wheel and it'd be like one time she opened the door and almost threw herself out of the car. Oh, and my gosh. Like, I'm yeah. like, hi, sweet. You're at effect over here. Yeah. This is it's coming to 3D sometimes. Yeah, in a beer, gotta, right. We got to We got to watch out. Connect, like the connections are fine. Right. Discernment. Discernment. Overconnectedness to a place of discernment. I can discern what's going on in there. I can even experience it, but I experience it at 10%. Mm. I turn it down. I, I Knobs is what I call that. Right. I, I have so many techniques that I have out there for free, everybody. There's tons and tons. But they're helpful on that. So everyone tries and what resonates for them, they use and what doesn't, exactly. you know, they let it go. One of the things that I was guided to do because I had a, that compassion when you'd be driving down the highway and there were carcasses of animals on the side. And I was given just bless and say onto your next life with love. And so it shifts the energy completely for me, right? There is no grief. There is no sorrow. It's just, oh, yay, onto your next life with love, right? And 
That's just my beautiful. little, it's just my little, you know, <laughs> trick. Now we are talking about the different levels the different or levels, experiences yep. of empath. And we've talked about misery That's and you've given some great guidance. And then the next level that you would, I know we're talking linear when it's not linear, but. Yeah. Management, yeah. management. And a lot of the things that I shared to get you out of misery, you do, <laughs> you do it and then you're in management. Right. And the management is really where you give it some awareness every day where you actually are willing to go, okay, is this, is this mine? Is this to be dealt with now? Is, you know, just really making it part of your inner dialogue, paying attention to your empathic gift. And when you start managing it, what happens is you have more peace, serenity, and calm. And um, clearing out those big stored energies and like, I've had people tell me, well, Jade, I have fibromyalgia. I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to this. I'm never going to that. And I'm like, in my experience, and this is only in my experience, people with fibromyalgia that I've worked with have stored negative emotions, which have then activated the nervous system in an over one of the things that's making it overreactive. And when they clear their negative emotion root causes, all of a sudden they may keep one little hot spot to remind them to pay attention. But they, they aren't, they're outside of, again, see, there was a, <laughs> there was a negation. Right. They, they are in a place where they can feel in their body where their nervous system is working right for them. And that's part of management is paying attention, cleaning up your energy, being willing. Some of it, we have to work in the physical plane. There was a while where I, when I was really working on managing my gift, which also includes getting to emotional independence that I spent 36 straight days saging myself, my house, and anyone who entered it physically saging it. Right. I also that every night did a video check-in on my synchronicities and my learnings. So a little video diary kind of thing. Yeah. A little video diary way back when you couldn't even post, you had a, you had a video record them and then put them on Facebook. (laughs) In the Um, old days. Way back in the old days. (laughs) I don't even think that Facebook page is is active anymore. So it's one of those things where it's, it's really taking responsibility of being empathic and learning how to work with it. After that, after management becomes mastery. And that's where we're 80% of the time, it's ease and grace with our gift. And then that 20% of the time, when it sticks its head up like a little whack-a-mole mm-hmm. showing up on the game board, you go, hi, sweetie. Okay. What did I miss? One day I walked into Costco, Ashley. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, oh, and it was like a Thursday. So there weren't many people in there. Right. And I was like standing in the return line. And I'm like, I forgot to soul source. <laughs> inside me that's exactly and and my sweetheart who's very sensitive is like looks at me and i go forgot to soul source she's like (laughs) oh because then all of a sudden the chaos fell away away right away so that's that's a big thing and And mastery you know because people will i was talking to neil donald walsh and those of you that have been around a while you know who neil is and he lives here locally and um when he owned a center and his with his wife here uh, I was doing a presentation there and it really, and nobody ended up showing up. So it was him and I having a conversation for a couple hours and it was, it was lovely. And he just said, you know, I have a daughter that's an empath. What would you tell her? And 
I told him and he said, well, do you think you got it mastered? And I go, well, mastery is 80-20 for me because I'm in the earth plane. So you bet I've got it mastered mm -hmm. now. Yet, you know, because people think mastery is 100% of the time. I'm like, have you seen the law of imperfection? Yes, exactly. Perfect as it is and it's imperfectness. So that really helped me out when I learned that one. Yeah. After that's magic. And that's where, like today, I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking, why am I driving to Medford? Uh -huh. I could have went to Ashland. Why am I driving to Medford? It's enough <laughs> miles. It's a lot more human beings. Why am I driving? I'm like driving down the road. Ask, there goes a hawk. Well, maybe it was to see the hawk. Why am I driving to Medford? I am in a big box store. One of the things I needed was only available in a big box store. Right. So I stay out of them. Because even on Thursday at 1230, there were thousands of people in this big box store. So I walk into the big box store, I get what I need. I'm checking out in the self-check, which by the way, I'm always like, why am I self-checking? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I do it and I'm like, well, you don't you ask your clients to do their work themselves. So maybe they took it into the service industry. <laughs> so as I'm walking away, the gal watching the self-checks says to this man, do you want your cash? His cash was literally hanging out, out, of, of, the machine. out of the machine. She hands it to him and he's standing right next to me. And he's like, man, we're moving too fast. And I said, you know, most of us are. And we were at the far end, but we walked past the other checkers. We both seem to be parked on the other end. So we're walking and he, he's like, you know, every day I get up and I go, 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 go. I go to bed. It happens the next, I get up the next day. And he was probably even a little older than me, probably late fifties, early sixties. And I said, wow, yeah, I remember that. And he goes, you remember that? And I'm like, yeah, well, that used to be how I lived my life. And he, he's quiet. And I said, well, I chose to change it. And, he, and he's telling me about all this. And I go, yeah, when we understand we can change it, it's really cool. And we keep walking. And I go, I used to own a roofing company. I truly do know what it was like to move at breakneck speed. And he goes, wow, you did. And he goes, you changed it. And I said, I did. And you just watched all the energy fall off of him oh, beautiful. to believe he could change the rat race that he had created in his life right go 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 and I said and today I go I still work I said I have a two-hour break it's a beautiful day I'm running errands mm. this place and he goes yeah and he walks away to his truck I'm like have a blessed day <laughs> I get to my car and I'm like that's why, why you resent a Medford. Exactly. The synchronicities are amazing. You don't get to understand on the front side. And sometimes we have no clue what that synchronicity is. When you're at mastery, though, what happens is your field affects mm -hmm. even when you're managing it. But when right. you get to mastery, when your field is around people, it's affected. One of my clients the other day, he writes me, he goes, I feel so good after we work. He goes, and he's learning about energy. He goes, am I taking your energy? And I said, no, sweetie, what you're doing is you and I are in the same overlap of fields. When our fields are overlapped, I no longer go down to your, I invite you up to mine. Mm -hmm. I said, and you come up to mine and you stay there as long as you can hold it. Right. And then you go where you go. And he's like, I feel so good. Now, this man's been on a spiritual journey for 50 plus years, longer than I've been alive. Mm. And he's an engineer. So when I tell you he's learning about energy, it is hilarious because he's like so awake and so broad in places and then misses the engagement in other ways. There's no judgment. 
In fact, I emulate him. And I'm like, you're my teacher in this. I love it. <laughs> and what it does, though, is he felt safe to ask, uh-huh. am I taking your energy? Is that why I feel so much better? And just understanding that when we walk around as an awakened empath in our gift, we affect change. Empaths, people mm. dump on you. Right. You go to the grocery store, people start, hey, I was walking down the big box store, right? Person's <laughs> telling me his problems. This is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. And when you stay in your vibe, then it changes. Like when I go to the grocery store, I'm always happy and engaging the checker, even if they just had the worst worst. experience before me. I'm like, wow, you know, thanks for being so compassionate with that child or what. And I celebrate him. And we bring this, this heart field Mm -hmm. that's very juicy out to other people. And remember, I taught you the drain. If people are dumping on you, have drain a it. sweet 75-year-old woman years ago go, I have a drain. It's really cool. She goes, I have little drains all the way around me. They're on these etheric little bands. And so when people dump, it just goes it right, just goes right the there. <laughs> right down the drain. <laughs> None of it comes into me anymore. It's magic. That's so, I mean, play with this stuff. I got, let's say, the drains credit goes to Jan Morgan out of everyday shamanism, I want to say. When I hand it out, I always give credit where I learned the majority of it. I tend to, I'm a recipe maker. That's beautiful. Bringing all the little pearls of wisdom together. So you're kind of going back and forth between mastery and magic. Magic is where we use our vibration to create Mm. in that juiciness. And Can you give an example of that from how an empath using that for creation? Sure. I'm in Hawaii riding down the road I see an absolutely gorgeous gorgeous deep dark rainbow in the ocean Mm -hmm. and my thought is I wonder what it would like to be that rainbow and I felt it like Mm -hmm. I came viscerally from my gut like I want to feel that rainbow well fast forward 10 seconds my friend is pulling the car over as we become the rainbow we literally we become particles of the rainbow. I have never been so high in my entire life. Mm. I was blissed out for over 24 straight hours. The most magical things continually happened because my state went to right so high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another time Hawaii does it a lot because I, yes, <laughs> I have a picture of me and I was, my pain body was massively activated. Yet I was out per- playing with Pele one night. <laughs> I'm so blissed out that you would never know I had a pain body. You can't see me. I'm so blurry because of the vibration. We create with our lower chakras. So we are in the embodiment of our empathic gift between our first, second, and third chakras is how I see it. When we really start mastering it, we use that to create more magic in the earth experience. And we can hold the resonance of the field of the miraculous. No, I had never thought about a field of the miraculous. Nina is my friend that, and she works with Joseph, and they hold, they do these calls on Sundays around the field of the miraculous. Uh-huh. And um, they bring people that are looking for healing and all different things into that field. Just the awareness that the field of the miraculous exists yes. and that we can call on it because, of course, it's our birthright. Like when someone asks for prayers and I go holding them in the field of praying for them in the field of the miraculous. Mm-hmm. And you you just you just see the expansion of what happens 
yet we like me becoming a rainbow most people would think that was a miracle right now to me it's kind of it isn't an everyday occurrence i would really like i request exactly (laughs) exactly it's the ability to create from the juiciness that we are i'm really into gustatory words they have less (laughs) they have less uh, like you mentioned, collective baggage mm-hmm. around the word. So I'm into yucky and yummy when I separate something and juicy is part of the yummy. So <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I remember experience when I was in Australia, I was sitting there petting a cat, looking out onto a balcony and there was all these beautiful trees and there was a cockatoo in the tree. And of course in Australia, cockatoos are like pests, right? But to us, expats they're just so beautiful the beautiful white with a yellow comb and then I could see just a bit of the ocean and I had just this experience of all of a sudden being the cat and being the cockatoo and being the tree and being the ocean all simultaneously and it was just the highest high that you can imagine and then you laugh and go can I do that again please (laughs) can I do that again please but um it's just stunning so I I can kind of feel into the energy of you being the rainbow but it actually feels like a really such a high frequency it's just such a sparkling I saw um, the goddess magic after that at the cock falls I the sun was playing I mean the sun plays games with me on a daily basis Mm -hmm. but it was playing crazy games the animals were off the hook with us the food tasted like orgasmic I had never tasted food that I was like and I'm in people's faces telling them they have to eat what we're eating (laughs) and they all think that I'm like high on pakalolo and (laughs) I am like uh-uh. I'm uh-uh. high on that rainbow, baby. <laughs> you need some rainbow. <laughs> my uh-huh. crown is like buzzing. Like, well, I've done a rainbow. I'm like, I wonder what my rainbow meditation is. I've uh-huh. done to become the rainbow meditation, and yeah. it's powerful. I'm like, must find rainbow meditation. Write down. <laughs> must channel rainbow meditation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all those beautiful insights to the different like ways to experience being an empath and to shift or to choose to be an awakened empath. I think at this time in all the duality drama going on in this (laughs) giant theater we call 3D is really important. You know, you and I spoke before we started this part of the interview about how neither one of us really wants to get caught up in all of the drama that's just constantly being vomited, excuse my language for saying it that way. But, and (laughs) the understanding of that empowered path as you like to use that we're not victims to what's going on around us when we choose to manage as you say you know choose to move out of that misery and choose to be empowered I think that's such a vital gift and important for everyone to kind of tune in to see if it resonates for them what would you like to expand on that if you would absolutely when you learn to manage it, you can hold your vibe and you stop letting the outside world be your thermostat. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest things that took me the longest to learn because I hadn't had that metaphor. Metaphors, empaths, metaphors help you understand yourself. And with the metaphor, you can shift things. So, you know, we can call it a radio station, but when it comes to emotions, it feels like a thermostat to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And often the other is the thermostat. So, when you decide that you have inner control of the thermostat, my sweetheart yesterday 
had a long day, met with a friend who was in a lot of pain, ate at a restaurant that he doesn't normally eat at, mm-hmm. ate more food than he, and hadn't slept well. And so I walk in the house and he's a bit of a bump and a lump on a log. And I can feel how low he's at. And because he, he has to, you know, his metabolism is doing whatever. And I'm like, I try to talk to him. He can't even, he can't even, he cannot handle me at all. <laughs> and I was, I was like in medium. I was not in high <laughs> I was in like chill jade, really. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'll be in my studio. Mm-hmm. And when I saw, when I went and talked to him last night after, I don't know what time I entered last night, about 7.30, 8 o'clock, I was like, you cool with being around me now? Because it's one of those things where even though he no longer gets to be my thermostat until the other decides that the outside isn't affecting, it affects. So I'm I'm conscious of that. Mm-hmm. yet. Take back the controls of your thermostat, empath. And when you do that, I had won it in relationship with my intimate. And then I had a part-time job and I let the other at work be the thermostat. Right. Because she was talking about, like you mentioned, what was wrong, what was bad, what wasn't working over and over and over and over and over and over. She was talking about the challenges and the pain. And I would fall into it. And I would say, could you just go in the back room and let me make the numbers of the day, please? Just go <laughs> in the back room. And some days I wouldn't remember to tell her that. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't make the numbers. And the boss would be like, what's happening? And sometimes you can't even remember. Because the forgetting happens when you drop into those lower. Right. Those that's low another thing. Those lower frequencies hold more of the anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Very well put. It's almost like that... Um... The TV drone hypnosis or the, you know, iPhone or the smartphone hypnosis that you can get hooked into so that, yeah, that lower frequency carries more of the anesthesia. That's very well said. You making more notes for your book? <laughs> making more notes for at least alive because we've been on this theme of hold your vibe. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. Fantastic. Hold your vibe. Well, and that the people will be to meet Jade. I dealt with my whatever, my anger. Okay, my resentments. I'm like, well, you still can get angry and you still can create resentment. I understand that if you dealt with, then what is there? Why is there anger on the? Why is there anger on Earth? Because if I'm a creator and I'm responsible for everything, what's going on? And I go, well, we're here at a collective, and to me, it's like the collective is the over broadcasting system, mm-hmm. and we have our own independent radio station. And the good news is, Ashley, we can raise our radio stations up. We can connect together. And keep raising our radio stations up. And eventually, we will be the new set point of absolutely the network of humanity. Yet, you're still going to see the fall away of, for lack of a better term, the apocalypse, Armageddon, resurrection, rapture. We're all going through as a group. Because mm-hmm. we're, for me, consciously. So we're in, I call this the physical plane. I call this the physical world. because. People get confused about third dimensional reality and third dimensional consciousness. We have so much confusion around that, between that and calling our body mind unconscious when it's the one connected most to our consciousness. Mm. I got a lot of hand palms going on with language. So I tell people, if none of us take the time to be willing to buck the system and change what we're saying, it'll stay the same. Exactly. Be as different as you need to be. Please, 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 please. be well, unique. 
And like you mentioned, that gentleman that was coming to see you that asked if he was draining your energy and you said, no, I'm inviting you up. I think the more that we choose to hold that higher frequency, the more we are inviting others by being to come to that frequency. And so that's how things get recalibrated, right? Yes. I mean, it, it's, yes. that's how they, it's not good. You know, that's how it gets recalibrated. It's not, it doesn't get recalibrated necessarily by going back. And I'm so tired of fighting and wars. We've had them on all the planets. We've had them in so many different dimensions and so many timelines. It's like, you know, what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Well, so you're just going to stand there while someone has a gun at you. And I'm like, you know, I am more than my physical body. I choose what I choose to hold in that moment. And if I meant to leave the earth plane in that moment, my intention is that I do it in joy and love, you know, that holding that space. I know that the war and the anger and the divisiveness and the judgment, I know that doesn't work. We've done we that. We know it. We've we done know it. That. We've done it. My it's God, it's broken. like, it's broken. It's time to make it different. different. And we, you know, like we were on the radio portion of, of your show, Ashley, and I didn't know what I was going to awaken. I just said, you'll tell me what to awaken when we get there. And I hear right. peace. And like you and I are really about understanding that. So people are like, when someone holds a gun to your head, it's very unlikely You're right? because of our vibration that someone's going to. And if they did, I'm quite telepathic and I know you are too. And I would be talking to their higher self about <laughs> up and down something that reminded them yeah. about how the energy field works. I wouldn't, no bossy. Hi, yeah. could you get a reminder through? Like well, I, I would go to them. I'd go to their higher self. Higher, of course. I remember that, you know, one of the lasting impressions of a conversation I had with a woman who used to do set sang in Australia when I lived in Australia. And she was this beautiful, very ethereal um, being. And she had been a mother in Ohio. She had a little child. And she had an experience where she was walking at night and she was brought into an alley. She was raped. She was beaten and the guy was going to kill her. And she looked up at him and she said, I love you and I forgive you. And he ran away. He didn't finish. And she like, boom, her consciousness just went, you know, several levels higher, for lack of a better way to describe it, in that moment. And so that's something that has always stuck with me as well, right? I choose not to draw in that kind of a timeline, thank you, universe, but that and that awareness of holding the higher frequency, you know, it's just so powerful and a catalyst. You used that word about yourself earlier that I that those of us that are on this journey, rather than being disheartened by what's happening out there, yep. continue as you said to be, to be that light frequency carrier, to be that energy and to hold that stillness. I think that's such a powerful pathway for creation from all of us. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I have all these friends and peers that are out doing challenges because it's spring and it's movement time. And I'm like, yeah, into the heart we go. And it's, a completely different experience mm, than the way I used to engage on this planet. And people are like, do a lot, Jade. And I go, if you only had a clue at the level I used to run, and I didn't necessarily get more completed, I made a lot more dust. How's that? <laughs> right. <laughs> so just to summarize, so people can get in touch with you, yep. you by going to, you said, your Facebook page, 
my Facebook page. My website is also my name, jaderader.com, R-E-H-D-E-R. Or you can go there from love, light, and aloha, all written out. That's beautiful. Which, yeah, I just wanted to up the vibe. Uh, my name's <laughs> fine. And what I love to participate in is more fun. I've got a, I've got over 600 YouTube videos out there. Jade, thank you so much for, exactly. again, all that you are and all that you do. And I look forward to continuing this journey and however we're meant to continue connecting. And it's been such an honor to have you on the show. Mahalo, thank goddess. So Mahalo, Nui Loa. <laughs> Mahalo, Nui Loa to you. Thank you for listening. And join us on this BBS channel for more Threshold to Ascension. Good night, everyone. I'm Chief Joseph, and I'd like to talk with you about a product called Stop Itch. It's an all-natural product that stops itching and scratching instantly from all types of rashes, including eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis, poison oak, all bug bites, and it's safe for kids and babies of all ages. And for a limited time, it's half off at www.theskingod.com or 888-391-5432. Thank you. Thank you.